Sussex and East Ferguson from Fine Surveyors. And today I'm here with Sally Williamson from Monkey Music. Hi, Sally, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. So, what are we drinking today? Tanqueray 10 and tonic. Mm-hmm. Big gin and tonic fan in this house. Yeah, so, me too. Yeah. Had a choice of, I think we've got about 19 gins at the moment. So, yeah, I had quite a lot at the beginning of lockdown. <laughs> Yeah, don't me have too. quite as many now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> I've been flying through them, which I think everyone has, so I don't really care. Yeah, exactly. Money well spent, and you need well, it after a day looking after the kids and trying to work. It's stressful. So, I think today has been my worst parenting day of lockdown. I really full, full on lost my shit with my teenage daughter like screaming like a woman possessed so uh yeah no it doesn't get any easier then because I've got a one-year-old and a three-year-old and I'm thinking that's hard no oh I'm I'm really no I'm really sorry it gets harder and harder (laughs) and harder (laughs) and harder and harder but you do get more time away from them so that's quite nice yeah yeah Yeah. you can leave them in the house on their own yeah just lock them in cupboards fine (laughs) So Sally, what is your business called and what do you do? Um, my business is Monkey Music, um, specifically Monkey Music Aylesbury and High Wycombe. So it's a franchise um, and it's a preschool uh, class, music class for babies and toddlers from the age of three months up to school age. Um, and specifically, it's really focused on, um, it's not just about coming along to a class and singing nursery rhymes and having fun, but I mean, it obviously is about having fun. Um, but it's, it was originally developed 27 years ago um, by a wonderful lady called Angie Coates, who um, had a baby herself and just found there was a massive gap in the market for taking babies to music classes. So she developed a music class um and she is a music graduate um so she's worked with um child psychologists um to develop this curriculum um and it not only is it about singing and learning about music and rhythm but there are elements looking at social physical language development throughout um the whole the there's four stages of the the class so i set up a franchise um and launched in April so oh wow possible timing to launch a business ever wow yeah so, so you so you weren't doing any of this before lockdown so you you can't even say how it's changed your business because your business no. went from this is how it's going to be to bam yeah so all I all I can compare it to um I mean there are there are no comparisons right because no one's ever gone through this before but Um, all I can do is look at other franchisees and they're kind of their numbers have gone down by you know to about 20 percent 20 to 30 percent so then I can say right okay well if my current numbers are 20 to 30 percent of its potential at launch and that gives me an idea of where I could be um but yeah it's just been it's been an emotional roller coaster to say the least um just trying to get your head around it all because I kind of had all these plans to launch in venues and you know I spent loads of money on flyers and posters and then it all just kind of 
I'm like, well, that's all just got to go in the bin. And then I was thinking about how can we develop these classes to work practically online. And a lot of the other franchisees are in a fortunate position. They have um, an existing customer base who who know the classes, love the classes. And we do have a really loyal um, customer base. I mean, and I, I fell in love with it by taking my own two children to the classes. Um, so I knew it really well through that. And that's what made me want to buy into it. Um, but I, so I had to launch a new business, trying to get people to come online to something that hadn't existed before in this area. So, so how does it look now then? How how <clears> do you do kind of children's classes online? It, it's not something that was ever available when my children were little. They're eleven and thirteen now, feral animals, and they obviously it was about them interacting with other babies and it was about you know it was about the music and movement and everything like that how yeah. how are you translating that online well I mean the good thing about the classes is a lot of it is about the parents interacting with the children so they're obviously still with them there's definitely um an element particularly with the older ones are the toddlers um so we do it via zoom um so they do see each other and interact a bit but obviously the practicalities of zoom if you've got six or seven children in a class you you've got to mute them all because you can't there's and some you know you'll get echoes and all that kind of stuff so there are parts of the class where I'll unmute everybody and ask them questions and we'll interact but a lot of the time it's much more about the parent and the child interacting so an example um is when we might get up and do a movement song and we might, if we were all together, we'd be all dancing around holding hands in a circle. So then you're relying on the parent to do that with the child. It's definitely not the same. But what's been lovely is the people that have joined up um, have been really loyal and have been coming back. And I've had some really wonderful feedback that their kids are really mesmerised by it. Um, there's definitely an age group that I'm finding harder. So I'd say kind of the young toddlers so from kind of first walking age so I guess you know the 12 months 16 months to two years because they're they're just off kind of wandering they're, they're a bit too young to kind of sit and concentrate um but also they're older than the babies who sit and just stare well it's like entertaining a drunken sailor <laughs> at that age isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> So that's been hard but the babies like sort of six month olds they're lovely and they just literally stare at the screen and you sing something and they're just like wow and like a really simple rhyme they just absolutely love it and then some of the older children kind of three and a half four year olds their parents are just like they absolutely love you Sally they can't get enough of you so that's really lovely I just wish I could get more customers um I'm averaging kind of 15 a week so it's but translating that into you know real money when we get out of mm. lockdown that's that's a that's a really good success rate for being in this environment when you started and I think so but yeah building your base in such hard times that that will translate phenomenally I think I think that's a really good well for me I'm kind of a if you're in the shit you come out stronger type of person yeah so I, I prefer to you know I'm a last minute Sally hi Sally uh, you know I, I you know I need that kind of pressure so I 
think oh, being under I'm pressure, exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So being under pressure kind of gives you a different type, a stronger type of business. I I personally think. Yeah, and it was interesting because you know a couple of the other franchisees were like, well, obviously don't launch. Wait, wait till September. But then I think actually launching in September might be just as hard, if not harder. Um, and actually I thought, well, if I don't launch, I'm just going to sit at home and it, okay, it means I'll have time to look after my kids while my husband works. But like, that sounds I, awful. I need, yeah, I need something for me. I need a focus, not just the children. Like I've never been one of those people that could think right yeah I'm going to be a stay-at-home mum I just can't I need to do something um so I just thought well I might as well I might as well give it a go um so you know and every yeah like you said a lot of people have said it, it will definitely bode well for the future and all the kind of social media stuff you're doing hopefully even though people aren't necessarily engaging with it they're seeing you and so hopefully when we come out of lockdown and people are feeling more confident about going out and about, they will come to you. And, I, you know, I'd like to think particularly new mums, like anyone who's had a baby during lockdown is going to be desperate to get God, out there. That, and meet, especially meet. first time mums. That oh, must be awful. such a weird position yeah. to be in. Yeah, really tough. Because, you you know, you're so reliant on those other parents. And yeah, okay, it, you've probably got your partner at home with you. So there is that, you've got that support. But I just think from my own personal experience, you need those other mums who are going through the same stuff as you. And it's just not quite the same, you know, WhatsApping and all the rest of it. You need to see each other face to face. Yeah, I think it'd be harder, especially when I had... <clears throat> my kids I think it would have been harder had my husband been home working mm. while I'm you know changing all the nappies and doing all of the feeds and running after two kids and blah 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 and you know trying to keep them quiet and all of that I think I've really kind of lost my mind yeah I mean it's been bad enough that my kids are 11 and 13 and can largely entertain themselves the fact that I've had to do homeschooling and run a business and you know exercise and try to eat well and you know blah yeah. blah blah and I was always busy so I just yeah wow you know hats off to any mum that's had a baby in lockdown you you can have one of my medals congratulations go and pour yourself gin and tonic yeah <laughs> <laughs> not for me no definitely mind not. you I did I did give birth to a um a beautiful puppy in lockdown and everyone said to me it was yeah oh my god he's so beautiful and everyone said to me it was like having uh, a baby and I thought yeah that's fine I can, you know I can do the sleep nights for a while and you mm. know and all of the yapping and training and stuff like that you know I'll read a book I'll be it'll be great what I didn't appreciate is that yes it's like having a baby fine but it's like having a baby that runs away <laughs> and I was like oh right, yeah 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 mm. so you always been planned on having a puppy and it just happens be during lockdown or did lockdown kind of make you decide to so I'm allergic to all things so we it was always uh I, do, I really want a dog the kids really want a dog and they've got a dog at their dad's house I really want a dog I really want a dog I really want a dog but I can't really have a dog so I'm allergic to everything and then when kind of lockdown came it was very much a situation of 
well, if we're going to get one and we can get one that you're not completely allergic to, then let's get it now. And then we can train it before we all have to leave. And and me and my husband both run our own business and we both work from home. So, you know, it's not going to be a case that the dog's going to be left on his own at all during the day anyway. So we kind of thought, well, now or never, really. Yeah. But yeah, it's very much like having a baby that runs away from you. How long should the sleepless nights last for? He hasn't had any sleepless nights, but wow. he, I know, but he is up early, which is fine for me because I go running early in the morning. So I kind of thought, oh, you know, I'd feed him when I get up for running. And then, you know, by the time I come back, he can take a walk and stuff like that. And that works sometimes, but he tends to think, oh, mummy's up and then she's buggered off. So I'm just going to howl until she comes back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that doesn't work that that well sometimes but but it's amazing and it's beautiful and it's lovely except for when he's fighting everything and everyone <laughs> anyway mm. back to your business so it, do you think there'll be a, a possibility that we have to do social uh, social distance i was about to say social media social distancing classes at any point soon i hope so i mean apparently i kind of vaguely heard they've announced um gyms i think yeah and 25th of like, july Twenty fifth, like okay, and like beauty salons and things can reopen. Yeah, the challenge that we've got is because we're singing. You obviously project and spit when you sing. Um, there have been no guidelines that have come out for um, specifically for preschool groups. I mean, kids are back at nursery, right? So I think from that perspective of children being together it's not a problem but they come with their parents so I guess it will be if if there are restrictions on the number of people you can have inside a room and the social distancing thing I mean fortunately the venues I've got are, are all relatively large spaces so as long as they can be well ventilated um hopefully I mean I'm kind of I'm, I'm working towards a September um time when we can get back into venues hopefully I mean I've had a few people say can you do something outside like why not do a a class in a park but I think there's sound issues then like trying to project from a speaker and how do you then you know restrict it to the people that have paid to be with you and I just think that would be a bit challenging I know some people are looking at like maybe a marquee in a pub because obviously pubs have lost a lot of money so if they can rent out a space outside but that's undercover that might work so I think we I'd have to... definitely gone to a toddler group where I could have a gin and tonic 100% yeah amazing yeah. even if it's at half past nine in the morning right like I'm okay with this <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I think we just need to think a bit differently really and um I think the hardest thing is is planning ahead because normally um I'd be promoting the hell out of I'm going to be launched because I kind of feel like I've done a effect like a soft launch and then my proper launch is going to be when I'm back in venues in September so I'd be blasting it all over social media I'd be printing posters and flyers and you know every kind of marketing channel you can think of but you don't want to promote it too much where you don't actually know exactly what's going to happen so it could be a bit last minute really so and what sort of support are you getting as a fran- franchise oh, franchise? Jeez, I can't speak today. Franchisee. 
Um, the, the franchise or has been amazing, actually. Um, and I know they've got a relatively small team. There's about six of them. And they've been working literally seven days a week since the 23rd of March. Um, you know, they're working closely with looking at the, the, the lawyer is kind of all over health and safety, government guidelines, um, and, and even down to, so we used to, um, the way it would work is you would book for a, and pay for a whole term of classes. Um, they changed that so you could book on a weekly basis. So that meant changing the whole CRM system. So there's loads of kind of stuff that's had to go on behind the scenes. Um, and particularly for me, like I had a, um, a, a group call with the CEO today and she said to me, like, you know, if you ever need to chat, just give me a call. So she's really approachable and definitely there. And I know she's super busy as well. So there's a there's a lot of support from from the team and and equally from the other franchisees as well. You know, there's definitely a, a really good network. You don't feel like we're competing against each other at all. It's very much we're here to support you and share ideas. Even things like say you do do a song that inv would normally involve kids sitting around a parachute. Um, so you, that obviously can't work online. It's just you know brainstorming ideas of how you can still make the song work. Um, obviously doing it differently so yeah it's been it, that's been really good yeah it's, it's it's good it's good that you've got that kind of network and it's good that you've got that kind of support because you know do working on your own I, I mean I, I, I love it because I you know I, I, I like to have my own thoughts and ideas and stuff like that but when it comes to situations like this it must be lovely to have that backroom staff that you aren't personally kind of responsible for so you've got all you know you've got that group of people that are all franchisees that are kind of all thinking together and so you've got that connective connected knowledge but then you've mm. also got that kind of base of support what would be your three tips if people if somebody was thinking about you know buying a french a franchise i'd say do your research definitely talk to other franchisees if you can go and visit them i'm quite lucky that my territory is surrounded by four I think maybe net now even five other franchisees so I could go and talk to them um and you kind of want you want honesty you want the good and the bad um and and for me it was a massive leap so I my prior to this my career had been in the pharmaceutical industry working for huge American corporations um so for like what 18 years so I kind of always had this big hierarchical business to, you know reporting into so you know a well-paid job but um and lots of bullshit lot, that came with it a lot of bullshit which was in the end what made me <laughs> leave um yeah and I was just like I, I can't be art particularly after having children like I'm not interested in playing all of these political games like I don't have the energy or the time like I I'm good at my job and if I can't be recognized for that like I get that it's you have to do more than just your job right you have to there's a certain amount of networking and all the rest of it that you have to do fine um but when it's a yeah, political games, a bit of a boys' club, like if your face fits, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, no. a bit of willy wagging, as I like to call it. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, no, it's not for me. So, 
Um, <clears throat> what other tips would I say? Um, I think you've got to really love it as well. Like music has always been my passion and my hobby. Um, and, you know, singing, like I sing in choirs, I take part in amateur musicals and all the rest of it, sung in a band, um, never really thought there was a way to make a living out of it because, you know, yes, I can sing, but I'm not Charlotte Church or whoever else I'm trying Adele? to think of. Adele, yeah. I am in the bath. <laughs> um yeah so but this was a way I could um kind of use my knowledge from my marketing and sales career transfer those skills but then put it into something that I'm really passionate about um and I think also having young children um really like I've really enjoyed watching them engage in those classes um and I mean, I remember when I did my training back in January and I had to run a class for babies and they, like their little faces, I was nearly in tears because it was just so lovely. And I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Um, so I think other yeah, children wanna... always appreciate your effort far more than your own children do. So you can get yeah. great joy in the smiles off of other children's faces. Yeah, definitely. And I kind of I was worried that I wouldn't enjoy it as much as looking at my own. But I, de I definitely do. It's lovely. Yeah, hundred percent. They 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 then don't scream at you for a snack and criticize whatever you've made for dinner. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can go and do that with their own parents. Exactly. Yeah, I'll make them happy and then I'll send them home with you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you you talked about the fact that you know this was your previous career that you worked in pharmaceuticals and you touched on the fact that you'd kind of stopped doing that because it you know wasn't fulfilling. Man's club, blah blah blah. But what? what ultimately made you decide to buy this franchise um I, it was a bit of an opportunity really so when I was on maternity leave with my first child um back in 2017 I was a sales manager at the time and my role got made redundant whilst I was on maternity leave <clears throat> so um I was then kind of in this situation where I was like oh god like I'm gonna take redundancy and then I'm going to have to go go and find a job like sooner than I would want to and I'm going to have to potentially join a new company and try and impress them yeah I've just sent my firstborn child off to childcare, and I don't know how I'm going to feel about coming back to work and what if they're ill and I'm having to forever go and pick them up and all that kind of stuff so um and then during that time, um, I used to also send, take my daughter to another music group called Sing and Sign, um, where they basically teach like baby sign language. And that franchise came up for sale. And it just kind of got me thinking, oh, that's interesting. That is because I, I don't know about you, but I went to school. My mum was a teacher. My dad was a scientist. I studied sciences careers development or careers coaching whatever you want to call it was crap so my kind of knowledge of what I could do was kind of limited to what my parents did what my parents knew about um so I kind of went down the science route decided I didn't really enjoy the practical side of science and then ended up in a sales and marketing job 
loved it great and then whilst on maternity leave I that was the first time that I kind of always had in the back of my mind is this really what I want to do for my entire career and there were put I think with every job there are points where like oh my god I love my job like I got to travel the world and um you know I'd be sat in meetings talking about marketing campaigns absolutely loved it and there'd be other times where I'm like oh I'm a bit bored and you know I'm not feeling quite fulfilled I, I want to do something else but I didn't know what it was and then whilst I was on maternity leave it just kind of opened up my eyes to loads of other um like you could do anything so this franchise coming up for sale just kind of got me thinking about it was taking Gracie to monkey music classes absolutely loved it and I thought ah there aren't monkey music classes in my town um so I just kind of investigated it um, and then I managed to get a job um, back at my company covering someone else's maternity leave. So that what that basically meant was I could go back to work, working for the same company, but it was effectively just for a year and it just kind of delayed my... Um, the inevitable. Redundancy, yeah. And it, it, it effectively bought me some time to think about what I wanted to do look at pursue potential other jobs in that company um, but in the meantime I continued to explore um, um, buying the franchise and there's quite a lot of work involved I had to put a business case together so it was it was a very rigorous thorough process because they obviously want to make sure that you're the right fit for their organization as well um, and because my role had been made redundant like a whole my whole team had been made redundant so I went back to work and um massive change of management and it was I went and talked to people about my career and they're like yeah we didn't really know you Sally um you really need to raise your profile and I was like oh I just I've been here for six years I've done a really good job and because like I had a um, a fantastic sponsor but he'd gone to the states and I was like I shouldn't have to prove myself again just because there's been a change of management so I didn't really get a lot of support for um you know trying to progress my career that well you know you could it's not about um always climbing the ladder you could take a sideways role I'm like yeah I've been doing sideways moves yeah. for the last six years I'm done all that it. corporate bullshit yeah Ugh. Yeah, I just was fed up with it. So, um, and then I thought, well, actually, the redundancy package is really good. Um, I'm probably never going to get, or I'm very unlikely to get that opportunity to walk away with a decent amount of money and when I've got an idea of what I want to do. So I just thought, I continued to look look for other jobs, but my heart wasn't really in it. Um, no. So where can people find you if they want to start doing these online music classes for their kids and toddlers? So um, monkeymusic.co.uk is the website. Um, I'm on Facebook, Monkey Music Aylesbury and High Wycombe. Instagram, at Monkey Music High Wycombe. Um, but basically the website, if you type in your postcode or town, it brings up all of the your local... Um, classes so um, if you live locally to Aylesbury and High Wycombe I will pop up awesome um, yeah yeah timetable is there 
So we're coming to the end of the podcast and I end all of the podcast with the eight mile moments. Basically, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. And I love Eminem and I love the movie The Eight Mile. And he does all of his rap battles by saying all the worst things about him so his opponent can't come back to him. Like he's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer. So, Sally, <laughs> what are the worst things about you? What are the worst things about me? I'm impatient. I'm just looking across the room at my husband. Yeah, don't um, ask him. Never ask the husband. No. I'm, I'm impatient, for sure. Um, my mum would be nodding in agreement at that. Um, I'm, and, and like we were saying earlier, I, I often leave things to the last minute, but I, I'm kind of, that motivates me when there's, um, when there's a time limit on stuff. I'm like, right, now I can get it done. Um, yeah, and I remember um, if I'm really stressed, I can be quite curt with people. Like, oh. I don't mean to be, but like if, say for example, and this is kind of going back to when I was in the pharmaceutical industry, I'd be like working hard on something and co- someone would come to my desk and want to talk to me. And rather than saying, do you know what, I can we do this later? I'd just be like, yeah, okay, mm, and be a bit rude. <laughs> I think I learned from that though. That was, you know, probably 10 years ago. I was a bit like that. Um, But I think that, yeah. That kind of link with the impatientness. Yeah, I'm impatient. I can probably be like that as well. Whoopsie. But we don't mean it. We love everyone, really. But we just, I think my head gets too stuck in what I'm doing and I just, my mouth goes off a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'll i be quickly trying to do some work and my daughter will come up and she's like, Mummy, can you read me this book? I'm like, yeah, in a minute. And you know what toddlers are like. They're just constantly yeah. on at you. And I'm like, God, why don't you just stop and read her the book like the email can wait or whatever you're doing or at least talk to her and explain you'll give her a couple of seconds yeah yeah rather than saying in a minute in a minute because you know it won't be a minute it might be 10 um and they don't understand like and then they you know go off in a strop and you wonder why they're stropping I mean what I definitely noticed my three-year-old like as soon as she's not got attention from either of us she acts up like well kind of you know it's understandable isn't it just give her a little bit of attention and she's really well behaved yeah quite simple really but carry on like that by the way oh good (laughs) well this episode has been sponsored by dynamique childcare sometimes yeah sometimes our lives are happy but even if it's mm, happy ever after isn't so simple are you pregnant after a miscarriage, stillbirth, ectopic pregnancy, neonatal or child's death, feeling anxious or worried. Oh, I interviewed them on, a, on the podcast previously and their organisation is so lovely. Wow. The Hope, yeah, the Hope Pregnancy After a Loss Support Group is a Nottingham-based group working with the charity Zephyrs, the East Midlands only bereavement centre for child and baby loss. During the lockdown, we are offering support meetings via Zoom every month, as well as private Facebook groups offering support to anyone in the UK after pregnancy loss. Find our public page and private group on Facebook by searching Hope Pregnancy After Loss Nottingham. Oh, that's lovely. They were so lovely and their story was amazing and they offer such a great charity. So get in contact with them if anyone is pregnant after loss because... I think 
I think it's about 30, 40% of people now have pregnancy after loss. So they are a great organization. And now that they are on Zoom, this is another business that has changed completely. Yeah, amazing. After, yeah, because they do things over Zoom, which they never did before, which I absolutely love. Anyway, thank mm. you so much, Sally, for being on the podcast. My pleasure. Lovely. As always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at info at find-surveyors.co.uk. Say goodbye, Sally. Bye. Catch you later. Bye.